0: It's time for the Haddit.com radio show. Haddit.com radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Haddit.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on this uh, 12th day of November 2014. Kind of chilly here. Uh... In Missouri, uh,
0: Kentucky,
1: and even Arkansas, it's cold. So, um, I'd like to welcome uh, co-host Jay Basser and Stretcher Technician. And today we're going to be discussing uh, uh, somewhat on the color uh, uh uh, problems and lung disease, and uh, it, it's ain't every, uh, you know. It, it's uh, information everyone should be aware of if they're not already. Uh, if you want to pay attention to it,
0: how you doing
1: today, John?
0: <coughs> uh, I'm doing good, Joe. How you doing today?
1: Well, I'm doing all right. But don't lose my voice.
0: Well, you'll find it.
1: I hope so.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh people seem to have a a, a lot of issues that revolve around co- cardiovascular uh uh problems. And uh you know, that can affect a lot of different organs in your body, can't it? Can it, John?
0: It can, Well, once you start having issues with uh, your heart and lung issues, you know, that's your circulation and your breathing and your heart, you know, that's, uh, it can run into a lot of problems, and there's so many different types of issues you can have with those. And uh, the worst thing about it is they affect each other, as far as how your body operates and how it functions. And uh, so they kind of go hand-in-hand hand for certain diseases and issues, you know, like uh for example, you start off with uh, the most common type of heart disease is uh, atherosclerosis or, or coronary heart disease or CAD, which is basically a ischemic heart disease. Uh, it starts off with uh, plaque forming in your vessels. And uh, over time, that plaque will actually can block up the vessel and cause a blockage. And uh, that's been finally factored into the VA uh, under the Agent Orange regulations because they think the chemicals would has of Agent Orange have actually helped cause the early onset of that issue, that disease that you know and uh, so it's just that's just one issue of many, you know, I mean you've got different types of heart diseases, you know, you've got heart valve disease, you've got uh the muscle itself can be diseased, so we wanna focus on the uh, basically the VA ratings and how they rate heart disease and the most common types of heart disease, you know, because there's a lot of heart, some heart disease is very, very, very rare, but others is very common, and uh, so we'll focus, like, for example, we'll start off with coronary coronary artery disease or ischemic heart disease and how they rate it and and what they do. Uh, A lot of folks have ischemic heart disease and don't even know it. Do you know that, Joe?
1: Yeah. It uh, it can be what what they call it the silent one of those silent killer things, mm-hmm. and uh, and just wham all of a sudden it's nailed, you and You you don't know what's happened.
0: That's true. Uh, you know it could be the silent killer, as they say. Um, but for example, if you are, you served in the service and uh, say you've had high blood pressure for a long time, hypertension, which is another. Part of the cardiovascular system. Your heart <clears throat> is a muscle. And you've seen guys go to the gym and work out, you know, they get their arms real big and everything, and their vessels are popping out of their neck, and they look like something out of Freaky Bill. Your heart's the same way. It's a muscle. The harder it works, the bigger it's going to get. Do you know that? Well,
1: yeah, that's true. Uh, it's right. like any other muscle. I mean, the more works, the more you work that muscle, the larger it's going to get. If your heart has to work, you know, you're forcing it to work more than than it should. I I would suspect there's a limit. That's um, that's why it's good to wear a monitor, I think, while you're working out, especially if you're over
0: certain ages. Heart rate. you got to watch your heart rate. But the more it pumps, the more it pumps. And if you've got high blood pressure, you know, you've got resistance in your in your vascular structure. That could be caused by your kidneys or anything. So your heart's having to work harder to pump blood through your veins and other places. So what it does is it uh, pumps until it really can't, and then it will start getting weaker and weaker. And that's the issue is the actual strength of your heart. And... Uh, We'll get on that here in just a second. We'll explain to you how they determine that. And uh, so you start having some problems and issues, and you go see a doc, and they so they start doing the gambit of tests on you. Uh, the first test they usually do is a stress test. Uh, you know, they hook you up to the monitors and equipment, put you on a treadmill, and get your heart rate up to a certain level for a certain amount of time, and then they'll put you under the under ex or take a picture of your heart. But they'll put a they'll put a little nuclear isotope in you and take pictures of your heart, and then once you do your test they'll do the pictures again to see, up I guess, before test and after test. Try to see if you've got any issues that way. Um, usually those tests also include an echocardiogram and, uh, you know, the echo can show a lot of stuff, I mean it's just a, you know, it's a sonogram, it's just like a, it's just they put a uh, transducer up to your chest and rub it around, looking at stuff through a, so, so, you know, through sonar waves, and they get a picture of your heart and your chest. And there, some folks are pretty good at that. You know, that test is pretty decent. I mean, it's not, uh, it's not a hundred percent accurate test, but I mean, you know, it can it can save your life if you got something going on and catch it. Uh, and, that's uh,
1: true. It can uh, show up your valves are working properly and. Mm-hmm. All kinds of things. Uh, right. It's a good test to get, I think, uh, for someone,
0: especially if they're having any chest pains. Yeah, I mean, angina is another issue, too, you know. That's just, you know, if you've got some chest pains going on and th- there's a reason for that pain, they got to find out what's causing it, and where it's at, because, and if you don't, if you do an echo and they don't like what they see, then they've got the option of doing an evasive procedure. It's called a, a uh cardiac catheterization or heart cath. Folks, that's the only test available that can show you what's going on with your heart because they go up in there and take a look. And uh it's not as basic as it used to be. Now they, you know it's pretty pretty simple. They'll go up through your groin or in your arm now to check it out. And when it comes to the VA, that test is the boss test. So if they do if they do a heart cath on you and they find something, then you've got it. You know, you've got the issue because that's we know that that's what they found. And that's an actual person looking at it, so that's a that's a definite diagnostic test. You know what I mean, Joe?
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. So And uh,
1: you know, uh, this day and age they have it down to uh, fine art, uh the side effects, although You know, with any invasive thing to the body, there's always a risk. But this day and age, uh, they have that caster down uh, uh, pretty good. I mean, you you can go in and and go home the same day.
0: Yeah, you can. You have to lay flat on your back for six hours, but, I mean, yeah, you can go home the same day. Let's see. use a yeah. plug, they can put plugs in, too. They can do all kinds of different stuff now. And better than what they used to do 10 years ago. You know, there's an oh, advancement yeah. in medicine. Used to, uh, uh, I
1: remember when my wife first had one, they had to use sandbags on her leg and,
0: uh,
1: mm-hmm. for pressure. Uh... uh it was the craziest thing I ever seen, but now they have some sort of plug thing that they can put in there mm-hmm. that eventually it dissolves over time, mm-hmm.
0: but, uh, man, it's a snap. Mm-hmm. So, it's a snap. I mean, it's not really that bad. I mean, of course, you want to you're know, get up and start moving furniture, but... <laughs> well, no, no,
1: you got to be sensible about
0: it, Yeah. Uh, so. Okay. The journalists say you had the test done. They look at the results of that test. Okay. And they try to explain to you what they're looking for blockages, they're looking for coronary artery disease, Uh, they're looking at pressures, uh, looking at, you know, they can even check your uh, right side heart pressure for your lungs and everything. And, uh, you know, they can just about tell you what's what. And uh, they saved a lot of lives, these heart cats have. Yes, they saved a lot of lives and you know they find some
1: I'd recommend them fully. I mean, yeah. you know it's uh just like uh getting a colonoscopy is is a damn good way of, of preventing uh, colon cancer, you know, yes, sir. it's uh, very important and and by all means get it done. All
0: right. Now, when I do the tests from the heart cast and give you all the reports and stuff, you know, and tell you what's going on, a lot of times I'll just give you the basic stuff. Uh, do you know how they measure the strength of your heart, General? Uh, Well, it would be the pressure on it. Mm-hmm. Or how, 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 how the how muscle expands
1: well, the outer
0: muscle. They've got a chart that they use called metabolic equivalents, or METs. You've heard of METs, haven't you? Yeah. And uh, there's a, each number factor assigned for certain level of METs that uh, are based on what a person can do and uh, how, how strong the heart is. Um, that's okay. That's kind of old school. Uh, the, newer, the newer guidelines are not really guidelines, but the people in the know, don't pay much attention to me t they look at your they look at your heart's ejection fraction and that's that's your strength of your heart That's says that's the main deal and that's your that's your uh... what that is your filling pressures or your heart after it pumps so it tells you you know if you've got a ejection fraction of thirty five percent you you better get some help <clears throat> you know so they consider anything over fifty is okay you know of course, 50 to 60, is, you know, you can function. You know, still a rateable disability. From 30 to 50, it's more severe. And under 30, it's really severe. That's how they thats how they check that. And the VA is to rate that accordingly, especially if you're a Vietnam in-country NIMA vet, you know, and you've got this heart disease, it should be service-connected because that's a presumptive. And the level of service connection you obtain it depends on the ejection fraction. They can talk all they want to about Mets, but the ejection fraction is the bottom line in the ratings.
1: So that's, uh, oh, that's why your heart's at rest,
0: right? <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, your but your filling pressures it's it's your heart yeah. strength, actual strength of your heart. Yeah. And of course, it can fluctuate from day to day, but it's not going to fluctuate that you know that 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 greatly. You know, if you're teetering on fifty or forty nine or fifty, you know, one day it'll be fifty, one day it'll be forty nine. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, it's not you know every day, but you know, the ratings that way. If you if you've got a test and you're ready for heart disease, and you look at that, and you've had a heart cath, and so they gave you thirty percent, and you look at your heart cath results, and your ejection fraction is forty five percent. Or less than fifty, then they they lowballed your claim. You should be you should be sixty percent for your heart disease instead of thirty, and that is basically considered a clear, and unmistakable error in your claim because they did not properly apply the proper rating code to your condition. Yeah, that's,
1: that's yeah. for sure.
0: Yeah. So, <clears throat> but. Now they rate that as far as your, you know, strength of your heart. You've got other issues too with heart disease because it makes you swell. Uh, congestive heart failure is one of the worst things you can ever have, and that's when your heart has worked so hard pumping blood through your body that it's just become a flapper valve. It's lost a lot of function, and all it's doing is just sitting there flapping. You seen that before?
1: Yeah. I'm- yeah, enlarged heart. A lot of people have enlarged hearts and
0: uh, cardiomegaly. Uh, they call that.
1: Yeah, and and it it it's like
0: kind of like your lungs.
1: Uh, it can only expand out so far, and once you go past a certain point, and your your muscles break down. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I that, that that's kinda of what it is. So instead of uh pumping uh, uh fifty cc's of blood out every pump, it's only pumping uh, maybe thirty or whatever.
0: Yeah. That's true, It's because it's working in order. Yeah. It's working really well, you know, that's a it's a it's a catch twenty two though, because if you're a younger person anyone you want to have to prevent heart disease. Um, you know, follow the guidelines, eat right. Uh, make sure you drink plenty of fluids. Because your kidneys well, are your most, one very alcohol. important. <laughs> well, you can drink you, you can drink certain amounts of alcohol to where it's, you know, therapeutic. You don't have to drink you uh, know, you don't have to buy a case of beer every day and drink it.
1: Well.
0: You know. Even some folks they drink wine, you know, wine's Wine's considered healthy for you if you drink it in moderation. Yeah. But we like to indulge and sometimes we like to splurge so that's their problem. Sometimes we don't know when to say stop. <laughs> uh,
1: cigarettes is hard on your heart.
0: Anything. You know, you smoking's hard on anything you do. It's hard on your body. Yeah. It's you know, it's hard on your walls, it leaves a yellow stain. It's it's rough. You know, that's one thing people, you know, it's, it's the hardest thing in the world to quit, though. People, you know, they, they should quit. They should because quit. It's a, it's, a, yeah. it's a tough habit to, to quit.
1: Uh, and uh, some people just
0: don't, don't make it. That's all. The I've, people, I've seen people on oxygen pull out their oxygen mask and smoke. I have too. I've seen them smoke yeah.
1: with it on. But I've also yeah. seen people without nose sneers, <laughs> where mm. they smoke with oxygen, and it, uh, it's highly flammable. Well,
0: they're lucky to be here. Yeah, it'll flash, flash fire.
1: Yeah.
0: That's like, that's that's like feeding a flamethrower. Right. <laughs> it is. It's like feeding a flamethrower. It's uh, like using a cutting torch on your face. If you're on oxygen, folks, uh,
1: please don't smoke uh, because it'll stay in your clothing for up to, uh, over 30 minutes. It'll, mm-hmm. That oxygen will cling to you t- into your
0: clothing. It may be taken off, it's still all over you. Yep. Uh, it could superimpose. Well, of course your it clothes happens. are poreless,
1: and, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, that oxygen will, uh, stick right to you. They, they claim it yeah. over 30 minutes. Uh,
0: but If you're, younger you're a younger person, not, take care of yourself. Yeah. You know, live uh, the health, you know, try to live as healthy as you can, because when you get in bad shape, you know, the road going downhill's quicker than the road, you know, than the other road, so... Yeah, it might take you
1: 30 years to to tear yourself up and then another, if you live that long, another 40 years trying to make yourself well but it ain't going to happen chances are unless you catch it really young. Uh, I think it's, it starts in your early teens or uh, you got to Tone it down
0: a bit. You're not invincible. All right, let's talk about the uh, number one, the number one precursor to heart disease a veteran can have, and this thing, this can be a silent killer. That's hypertension. You know, hypertension is a very, very, very bad thing, especially if you've got really high high blood pressure levels um, there's two measurements in blood pressure you know there's a systolic number which is the top number or a diastolic number which is a bottom number okay now <clears throat> a top number of 120 or lower is considered a good number okay if it gets 130 or 140 then it's you know it's getting starting to get pretty high you know, I've seen them go up 200. But the VA, the way they rate heart disease, if you've got systolic hypertension, or your top number is high, it's got to be 160 to be, even be rated as far as a comp- compensable percentage. You know that, Gerald? I didn't
1: know what their numbers were. Uh, mm. But, however, what if it's controlled by medication? Then do they consider that a... Uh, 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 you know, if they bring it
0: down with medication, then they don't count it, do they? Well, it's a gray area. That's a gray area. Sometimes, you know, I mean, I've seen people, I've seen seen it go both ways.
1: Well, yeah, but the VA, that's possible.
0: Okay. That's your heart when it pumps, more or less, is your systolic. Now, your heart at rest is called your diastolic. And that pressure is more important than the the top one because that's the dangerous number. Okay, because it's a lower-value number. It should be 80 or less. If that number gets 100, that's compensable. If that number gets up to a certain level, say 130 or 140, then you've got some serious problems.
1: Better be heading to the hospital.
0: And uh, so the VA rates you 10% on 100, uh, 20% on 110, and I think it goes to 120. I think it skips all the way to 30 or 40%. I think it kind of jumps up there. But you better get to the hospital and get that thing down because that could be a lot of problems. Because if you're an older person, you know, and you've got some plaque in your arteries, and you've got blood pressure. You know, you want to keep it as constant as you can. You don't want it to fluctuate. And if your blood pressure goes up and goes down, goes up and goes down, that's like, you know, that's like uh, that's, that's like flushing a tube. And it could flush one of those pieces of plaque loose and go straight to your brain and give you a stroke. Yeah, there's been a many a stroke that way too. I believe. Yeah. And also
1: I causes believe- your. Yeah, your lungs. Uh, it can cause you to so our blood clots too.
0: You can, you can if you've got clots available, it can do it you now because it's yeah. They that, you know that's your that's your piping system. That that's what pumps your blood that keeps you alive. So and you, know, you, uh, you got all them small little
1: uh, veins and veins. You mm-hmm. got too much pressure on them, you can blow them
0: out. You can and
1: that causes, causes a the little. Uh, uh,
0: and uh, I don't think they have to be very big to cause an issue in your brain, do they, John? Any no, they don't. No, no clots in your brain at all. You know, you can have all kinds of problems that way. But, uh, you know, you got to keep that blood pressure. you got to keep a constant blood pressure, if you can, to keep it. You know, and that's why they got medication to control it. And some medications are better than others, but it depends on, you know, what actually affects your body, and the doctor will do, they'll they'll do some trials on different medications to see what, you know, which one's better for you, you know, and uh, of course, if you've got uh, any hint of coronary artery disease at all, you know, they're going to give you a a statin medication for cholesterol, because basically this cholesterol and things like that's what causes this, causes the plaque to begin with, you know, tries to keep it broken up and keep your blood vessels clean. Um I've seen some folks get older, you know, up in years, and their vessels even calcify with so much plaque. You know that? Yes, yes. They uh, sure can. There's been
1: more, more than one person have uh, over 90% blockage on their hearts. And, and uh, uh, boy, that's not
0: good. So they have to bypass that or whatever, and that's the worst thing about it. If you have a heart cath, they find a blockage, they can't fix with the heart cath. You're going under the knife, you know, and they'll have to they'll have to put in a new uh, a, a new vessel yeah, and perhaps. bypass that. Yeah, uh, that's pretty pretty serious evasive procedure because they've got to split your chest open and all that stuff. You know, that's a you'll never be the same. You know, because uh, you're going to have a bunch of wire in your chest. I know uh, mm-hmm. quite a few
1: people had that done, John. And, uh, yeah. Usually, when they do hard uh, grafts, uh, what do they say? They have a lively, uh, I mean, uh, uh, of course, it's going to vary how, how well you take care of yourself afterwards.
0: But, right.
1: Uh, I would say. Five to ten years, you're you're probably sitting uh, sitting there on the door. You better be uh, taking care of yourself them
0: can That's true. Bad. If you're rated for heart disease, folks, and uh, you're rated thirty percent, you know keep keep going to the doctor and be you know checking up because uh, you know you need to take echos and things like that. Uh, eventually, they'll they'll give you echos to. You know, check on your heart and stuff like that. Keep an eye on what your ejection fraction is, because if it drops below, if it drops say if you're at thirty percent and it drops below fifty, then you need to file an increase because it, that that warrants a sixty percent rating for the VA. You know, so now just the, keep an eye on uh, that. The trouble with uh, a major blockage,
1: you use, uh, you lose uh,
0: uh, heart muscle.
1: And if you, yeah. your
0: heart muscle starts dying on you, then you mm-hmm. got, uh, uh uh, what is that, A chronic, uh, uh, well, where you, your heart, uh, that section of your heart uh, has ruined it's, yeah. it's called necrosis. It's called necrosis because of sex. well sexual. It has no uh, blood flow or oxygen. It's going to die. Yeah, you know, it's your science. Or your heart... And and there's different procedures they can do now, though.
1: Yeah, they can do quite a bit with the heart now. I thought it was remarkable. I know several people that had holes in their hearts, and they can go ahead and patch mm-hmm. them right up. Or, mm-hmm. uh, or heart valves that were bad, and and uh, uh, matter of fact, I have a brother-in-law who has a, a one of them metal heart valves in him.
0: Uh, artificial heart valve? A, uh, yeah, uh, they have a mm-hmm.
1: pig heart valve, and then they had a metal one. Mm-hmm. And uh, they asked him, he had a, uh, I told him I thought the metal one would be better than the pig one.
0: But My buddy's got a pig valve.
1: He's got a pig valve?
0: Um, yeah. Uh,
1: I guess, uh, I don't know uh, which one. I, I guess they can go in and even replace those if they
0: have to, though, know, can't they, John? Yeah, they can, they can continue to do that, you know, as long as they need it, you know, because he had uh, he's a, a little like, I mean, you know, yeah. muscle. <clears throat> <clears throat> he's a Vietnam vet, and he had it. They found it, uh, actually. Uh, we found it. We was fishing one time, and he started having problems, and we got his wife to take him over to the hospital, and... I worked for the VA for over thirty some years and didn't had no idea, but he had uh, aortic stenosis. I guess they call it uh, his. His uh, aorta was the size of a pencil. So they did a heart cath on him. They found that and a bunch of blockages and things like that. He wasn't totally to blocked, but it was like eighty percent, ninety percent. So they had to fix it. And uh, you know he's a Vietnam vet, and I made her bring him over to the house and uh, I put him on my computer and he filed his claim. Right there, right then, and the next day he went to the hospital and got it fixed. You know, they put the pig valve in and redone his aorta and and cleaned him out and fixed him up, and bypassed him and stuff. He was down for a while, but oh, yeah. uh, he finally got back on his feet, went through uh cardio vocation that rehab stuff you know, and uh he got he's doing really good right now, but that was probably of the fastest v a claims I ever see go through and uh he went uh they gave him of course they gave him based off of they gave him hundred percent temporary with for his surgery and stuff. You know, of course they didn't serve snake. the aortic That's a that's that's a we call that hereditary, you know, it's a, that's a genetic condition. But that's since right. they found the blockages they had to go ahead and do it that didn't you know that anyway. And uh so he kinda got lucky in a way. He was unlucky that he had it, but he got lucky in a way that uh he didn't have to worry about it because I mean they gave him a hundred percent for whatever the time was and then they backed it down to like, like thirty or sixty percent. I forget what they gave him now. But, uh, you know, he was retired and it helped him out a whole lot. I was you saying know, what? It kept him here and, you know, and he's he's, a, he's just a good guy. Been a good friend of mine for a long time. So, I'm proud of what, you know, I, I helped him out. You know, my and the knowledge I had of the V at the time, that's back when they when they just added uh they just added this stuff to the regs, you know, to the to the newer It presumptive was the heart disease and the Parkinson's and one of the leukemia they added on there, so that's a pretty good deal. And uh so if you got aarchidosis folks and you know it and you're a Vietnam vet, you had a heart cath and you, and you find any blockages in there, any 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 the they find that's ischemic heart disease. It doesn't matter if you got the aortic stenosis or not because the aortic stenosis didn't cause the other issue. So you may not be, you know, you, you may not be as, uh, as, you you might be able to file a claim, but not only aortic stenosis, but the, the other issue. You know, if you can... But text person understands this stuff pretty good for heart disease and how they, you know, relate to the regulations and all the other stuff. But uh hypertension is the most dangerous thing because it leads to enlarged heart, cardiomegaly, and it's 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 the precursor to all things evil because it affects your heart, it affects your lungs, and it affects your kidneys.
1: Oh yeah. I imagine it could affect any organ in your body. It
0: uh, you can. Uh,
1: you know, it depends on the veins or vessels feeding them organs. And, uh, All right. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's something not to take lightly. Uh,
0: you got to get it under control. If you're a young person, you got hypertension. Get it under control. You because if you want to be, if you want to be an older person, you better. Get under control because the damage is done. He
1: died at age forty-two because his was so high, and 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 doctors couldn't get it under control. But yet he wouldn't uh, take it easy long enough for any meds to work, and he ended up the whole back of his heart blew out. He probably had problems.
0: He had problems somewhere in his body. He had something going on. They could have, you know, he probably had kidney problems or something like that to cause that. Uh,
1: they said uh, cholesterol, but I, I really didn't buy that story. Uh, uh, it's
0: usually, it's usually uh, an organ causing it, you know. Uh, something there had stopped it up, and,
1: and, but he kept working. He didn't give the medicines a chance. I mean, you Once you know something's wrong, you gotta say, hey, wait, let me get
0: this taken care of here. Well, people gotta realize you gotta take care of your body because there's a club out there that people belong to called the Six Foot Under Club. Yeah. You know, that's pretty exclusive membership. Once you join that club, you never leave. Yeah, but that's that in a nutshell, you know, as far as heart disease, hypertension, things like that. I mean, there's the VA can, you know, it's a, the VA's got the schedule. It's Title 38, Part 4 of the regs. You can look it up and see how that disability pertains to you.
1: Yeah, be, be certain to... uh we check on all that stuff because every time you go to the uh, your primary care uh, team, they always check your blood pressure and mm-hmm. uh, any variations there or, or uh, differences, you know, you're going to notice, that, well, normally it's not that. Uh, any difference, uh, uh, it can even be too low and hurt you. Uh,
0: yeah, it can be too low. Uh, yeah
1: middle hole wouldn't hurt you. So yeah, you, you, you have a tolerance there, a range uh, of, um, uh, that's in the safe zone and that's where you want to keep your blood pressure. So uh, pay attention to it. Yep.
0: All right, Mike, uh, do want you to run that uh, front-headed commercial real quick so we can get the bills out of the way. This is Jay Basser, one of the hosts for Hadit Veterans Radio and the Ask Basser Show. I wanted to pass along an important message to the members of Hattit. Hattit has kicked off a fun hadit campaign. Hattit has been helping veterans navigate the VMA since 1997. Hadit's owner, T-Bird, needs your help. The expense of running a big site like Hadit is steadily increasing while the operating revenues have been decreasing. For these reasons, Haddit has kicked off the Fund Hadit campaign. Remember, Hattie is not a non organization. Please give what you can, as no amount is too small. Your support is greatly appreciated. Help us to keep Haddit around, because without it, where would our veterans be? Personally, I'd be still stuck in the VA quicksand. Just click on the Fund Haddit button on the forum page to support com. Thank you, Jay Basher.
1: Thanks for that message there. And uh be sure to donate something there. Uh we have a donate button there on Had It and uh, it, uh it's certainly appreciated. No one that had it uh, receives a a any compensation at all. It's all voluntary work. This is just to go out to uh, for the expense of Keeping the website alive and going, and uh, which has gotten so large now, it uh, there is some expense involved, and and uh, that's the only reason we're asking for donations. So uh, give what you can, and if you win a, win your claim or something, uh, throw in an extra buck or two. Uh, uh, it would certainly be appreciated. And uh, uh, if anyone out there has a question or comment, feel free to call in to our number here. It's 347-237-4819. Our number, once again, is 347 237 Four eight one nine we'd appreciate a call uh, uh call in and let us know uh, if you have a question or comment we we'll, we'll we'll certainly uh, address it so uh'd uh, we'll be glad to hear from you uh, john uh, you know I've been hearing a lot, and i imagine you have too. On these meds, uh, they've been taking a lot of uh, people with chronic uh, pain or what have you, have uh, been uh, taking some of their pain meds away or changing them. Uh, do you know what's going on with
0: all that? Yeah. Um, the medical society's realizing the effects of the APAP medications which is, uh, you guys have seen APAP medications. You've taken hydrocodone. It says APAP, and there's a percentage and a percentage. Uh, There's, uh, I guess, uh, there's oxycodone too, which is Percocet, and they've got, uh, for example, they've got a certain amount of opiates in it, and then there's a certain amount of uh, basically Tylenol. And this Tylenol, you know, and things like that. There, over a period of time, the Tylenol could be pretty dangerous to the liver. Oh yes. Yeah. So they've changed it up, tried to reduce the number of Tylenol things like that in medication. You know, as far as that's one of the changes they have did. Uh, and our glorious government has reclassified. Uh, I think hydrocodone is one of them as a class two narcotic. And the reason being is because people who didn't really need it were getting it and they were selling it and people were stealing it out of your mailbox and robbing the UPS driver and robbing pharmacies for it. And they've made it a Schedule II narcotic, which is a very highly controlled substance now. And every you have to actually get each time you get a filled, you have got to have a separate prescription. So bleed, uh, you
1: have to go in and actually see the doctor. You can't do it on the phone. You have to actually see see your primary care in order to get a
0: prescription. Yeah, it's got to um, be a handwritten prescription. It can't be called in. That's uh,
1: that's right. So that's that. what they told me because we were discussing it last time I was at the BA uh, there, my primary care. We were talking about it and. I don't take any of the uh, that those types of uh, medicine, but I know a lot of people do. But uh, they were telling me that uh, some somebody really having a difficult time. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, back pains and uh, uh, people with arthritis and rheumatism and, and different types of injuries uh, that were. It uh, hit them pretty hard, uh, just to get yeah. cut off cold turkey. And,
0: it does.
1: And, and I don't know why they didn't come up with a a alternate. Uh, you know, just to cut someone off. Some of them drugs are very addictive.
0: And to well, you have looked. You have to look at the medical community too. I mean, you know, these doctors are issuing these medications. And you've got people with severe problems, especially in pain. You know, if you got uh, if you got spinal problems with uh, nerve involvement, you know, you can have some serious pain. And uh, but now, or the DEA and things like that are going after these doctors, treating them like criminals, and and you know, in their face every five minutes. So these doctors are becoming reluctant to prescribe this medication. 'Cause you uh, see every sure. day you see every day these pain clinics and things like that are getting busted for giving medications out and stuff. You see it every day on the news. And uh so that's just another form of uh, government control, the old is Which basically basically it's kind of a, it's kind of a catch twenty two because, you know, we know there's a problem out there with the medications. You know if you need the medication that's therapeutic for you, you need it, but if you don't need it and get it, you know you know you want to get higher or whatever or, or if you know if you want to sell it, make money, you know, all that stuff's expensive you know it it goes out on the market pretty good there's you know there's laws against that stuff and uh it's this country has got a major drug problem. I mean, it's evident every day. Just watch the news. Most of the stuff you see is, is drug-related. You know, shootings and robberies and things like that. That's drugies drug he's trying to get something. That's, that's, uh, that's
1: right. Uh, that's true. Yeah, and a lot of veterans right. got robbed. Uh, I mean, yeah. if, uh, if they know you're on getting pain drugs, uh, uh, <laughs> it, it's not safe, but at the same time, I think they uh, could have been, went about it maybe a different way. Uh,
0: uh, well, they uh, I think they've tried everywhere they could find, Gerald.
1: I don't know what the answer is on mm-hmm. that. I just know they're doing it, and and uh, uh, its it has affected a lot of veterans, uh, some of them not a good way, and, and uh, they feel like they've been singled out, picked on, or what have you. But they're done across the board,
0: evidently. Well, uh, my best advice for anybody, if if you have to have these medications, things like that, no matter where you live or what you do, if you've got a house or if you've got an apartment or whatever you've got, if you ever get a couple extra hundred bucks in your pocket... I would invest in a, you know, myself. I'd go pretty big. I would invest in a safe that you can actually put down to the concrete, you know, concrete to the floor, or that you can put to the wall and put your medicines and your valuables in that safe, to where you know nobody can come in and get them.
1: Well, in this day and age, that's not a bad idea. But uh,
0: keep it safe. Not
1: only your meds, but uh, other things. Uh, Mm Uh, because any kind of meds, uh, right. uh, especially if you have kids around, be sure to keep them put up to where they they're not accessible to children.
0: Uh, That's fact.
1: I don't, yeah. I don't care what, what it is, even aspirins.
0: Uh, keep, keep guns up. and meds away from kids.
1: Yes, absolutely, by all means.
0: Yeah, yeah uh, keep them away.
1: And just a little extra effort, uh, especially if you're dealing with children, uh... True. And... Uh, no. That's important. And so, uh, this deal with the meds—it's just something you're going to have to go through, evidently. And, uh... All right. That's, uh, what it comes down to. All
0: righty. Let's, uh, switch gears a little bit, Gerald. Let's, uh... Let's talk about our favorite subject. Oh. You know what our favorite subject is? A a. No, that's our. That's that, that's our. It <laughs> that could be our favorite subject, but you and I know all about this. But we're going to talk about lung disease.
1: Oh, lung disease!
0: Oh, okay. god! Yeah. All right. Anybody out there got lung? If anybody out there has lung disease, raise your hand. <laughs> I can't see you, but we know that you're out there. Yeah. Personally, uh, I think anybody's got lung problem. disease that's service text for lung disease ought to get a uh, ought to get a pretty good level of SMC out of it. You know, it's, because
1: uh, uh, I don't think it ever improves, uh, John. I think it just yeah. if you can just maintain or. Slow down the progression of the disease. Uh, you you uh, you're taking the right meds. Uh, that that's a tough uh, tough one to deal with because when you have a lung disease, you are incapacitated. hmm uh, I mean, if you. You have serious lung disease. Some people with lung disease are able to still function. Function uh, around, as long as they take it easy, you know. And that's yeah. the main thing with lung disease. You, you just can't move very fast. Uh, although your mind says you can, uh, your body certainly lets you know otherwise. And.
0: It's, it's not a pleasant disease to deal with, as you well know yourself. Right. Let's go over the types of lung diseases, Drill. I'll start off with uh, interstitial lung disease. Um, There's are several areas in that, uh, that that come under this heading. Uh, if you've got uh, asbestosis, that's... Uh, under interstitial lung disease, uh, sil- silicosis or pneumocosis. If you worked around a lot of sand and a lot of silicone, you've got stuff in your lungs. That's inter- it's an invasion of something. Like, uh, and you get granulomas and uh, radiation-induced pulmonary lung disease, fibrosis. Uh, anything in that area falls under interstitial lung disease. And uh, <clears throat> that's one type. There's also a mycotic type of lung disease. you know what that is? Well, that
1: could be uh, like a, a dr- uh, chemical-induced uh, lung disease or uh,
0: uh, No, exposure, not really. That's... Exposure? That's, been... that's more like histoplasmosis and uh, blastomycosis and cryptoplasmosis it's an it's asper. Yeah, it's just a little different uh, different word. It's a, basically it's a mycosis. It's a um it's uh this type of lung disease you have a, a productive cough. Okay. And here's our favorite one, Gerald. What's that? Restrictive lung disease. Now uh, that means it's something's restricting your flow, and uh, that's usually from the inside out. Like uh, some folks, uh, you know, they've got neurological problems, and their diaphragm gets paralyzed, and it, it doesn't it doesn't move up and down. That's one of them. Uh, kyphoscoliosis, which kyphoscoliosis is a pretty it's not very common, but scoliosis is your back you know if if you if your back is bent and you've got scoliosis, it can be bent to the point to where it can actually cause pressure on your lungs. that's called keposcoliosis. that's pretty serious uh pleurifusions or fibrosis uh chest wall defects uh pneumothorax and things like that, and hernias and certain spinal cord injuries like if you say you break your neck at c two c three you're probably going to need a pacer because I don't think, you know, your diaphragms are not going to work because of, of the nerve involved right there. So that's a that's another major. And again, there's different factors for lung disease. Um, they've got different ratings for your breathing test and things like that in order to rate you. Most uh, guys have got advanced lung disease or have had it for a while you should be 100% because more likely than not you're going to have uh, pulmonary hypertension. Because, again, your heart and lung work together. On the right side of your heart, if you've got a diseased lung, especially when it don't expand or or, or retract because of a diaphragm issue, your heart's having to pump blood through that lung. And that, that causes extra pressure on your pulmonary vessels and your heart. And that's why pulmonary hypertension is such a deadly disease because the is going to get you. Do you agree with that, Gerald? Oh,
1: yes. (laughs) And uh, I believe most people with serious lung disease are going to have pulmonary hypertension. Right. And uh, uh, they can actually, when they do your, if they do a hard cast, they can usually tell right away that, uh, because they measure the pressure in your right hand side of your lungs. Mm -hmm. And... uh, that's uh, extra eye, then you certainly have it. And right. uh, they can even tell with uh, doing
0: uh, uh, that jelly rub thing uh, to a certain Old extent. Grams. Yeah, they, yeah. Can do, uh, they can do ultrasounds.
1: Yeah, like, <laughs> I
0: like it, jelly rub. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I. Uh,
0: what it is. COPD also follows the same criteria, Gerald. You know it, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's destructive. That's something blocking your airways too, but it's uh, you I know, there's a different parameters.
1: Your your uh actually your bronchial tubes become uh uh, swollen or or damaged to the point they they don't open and close like they should or or uh they become uh, restricted I don't know what with but uh, um, they're extra thick and uh or the nerves going to your air sacs uh uh your your lungs will lose its mhm,
0: That's uh, called that atelectasis.
1: Yeah, and uh, but a, a lot of it is just you you cannot move the air. You might be able to get the air into your lungs, but you can't get it converted to gas exchange uh, to where the oxygen's getting out through the different organs and uh, limbs. Like you're, usually you can tell it right away in your legs. Uh, you just can't walk very far. Uh, that's uh, what
0: you run it's into. It's diffusion. Yeah, that's yeah. called diffusion. Yeah, so it, and, that's and a gas I exchange. Think, yeah, that's, and
1: I think that can be a, a, a nerve damage uh, from numerous reasons. It can be, uh, that can cause that, and, and that's a progressive disease for some
0: reason. Well, as you go through your life, you know, anything you do, if you uh, ingest something or, you know, if they do test on you or you're exposed to chemicals, the uh, biggest thing for the Navy guys, mostly the best to snuggle, you know, other things like jet fuel, JP5, things like that. It all has an effect on your lungs. And asbestos basically depends on how much you were exposed. You know, because those fibers and asbestos fibers are indestructible. They don't go away. They stay in your lungs forever. And your body tries to fight it and fight it and fight it. And eventually the body gives up and says, okay, well, just this thing here is a cancer now. Says so it turns into cancer. Which is pretty serious. Pretty severe stuff. And uh, so... You know, there's all kinds of different lung regulations as far as asbestos, and there's tuberculosis, and there's all kind of stuff. When did they uh, quit using asbestos
1: uh, in the service?
0: <sighs> Sometime in the seventies, Gerald. I I'm know. Uh, 70s, uh, it was late seventies. It was seventy-eight.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm. I'm not real, but. Birthed. Yeah. You know, because the ships that I worked on that were built in the 70s, they had asbestos on them. Some of the ones in the 80s weren't, though. But uh, yeah, and, uh, the ones made in the 60s were, they were loaded with it. Yeah, uh,
1: and all your barracks and all the uh, piping in your barracks was loaded with asbestos, uh, insulation, the whole, whole
0: bit. Yeah, steam piping especially.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes.
0: And the guys that take that put their coat hangers up into that piping hold to clothes up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a death
0: <laughs> Exposure issues. But you know how they found out about his bests, don't you, Drill?
1: Well, that'd be the workers at the factory, wouldn't it?
0: Uh, yeah, they Santa started <laughs> They started fly they started dying left and right, didn't they? Yeah. And they took it home and oh, their families funny. died.
1: Yeah. It's in their clothing. And when they do it, you know, it. Oh, man. Yeah, a I lot of people. killed uh, a lot of people.
0: Worse than it, they knew the dangers of it and kept using it.
1: That's the worst part. Uh, once so it was all about money. the money. Uh, mm-hmm. They kept using it. Yeah. just and, uh, like lead. They keep using lead, you know. Well, Even
0: today, yeah. they
1: keep using lead. They know it kills people
0: every time you, a bullet goes Well, down. it's got some issues, you know. But, uh, you know, we're the little lead based paints and things like that, lead red. And, you know, of course, I do all these studies and know it's harmful. I want to tell you something, folks. There's stuff out there that's harmful every day you get a hold of.
1: Yeah, be aware of, of uh, the different agents you're dealing with. Uh, even as a civilian, uh, you can go to the store, I mean, you can walk down them aisles and, and you, uh, pay attention what what you buy. Uh, there's some deadly uh, agents out there, uh, mixed the right way. Uh, puts off fumes or what have you, and uh, it can really get into your respiratory uh, uh, system and and affect your heart. You know. Uh, it, does. Sorts of it does.
0: It does. Anything different. affects your heart and lung. Yeah. You know. It's, those you two know things are you. more likely to. Go ahead, Joe.
1: Anything that makes you feel uncomfortable, uh, like uh, an odor, or uh, you feel like you're hard getting a race or something, uh, you don't know what it is, just pay attention to what you got your hands on or what you're close to. I can yep. walk down the aisles uh, at the store and I can tell you uh, different things. Cause, uh, You wouldn't think so, but when you get bad enough, you will. I I can't even go to the the garden section where they got this insecticide stuff. It just, uh, I walked out of there like a nerd's wreck, you know. I uh, I can't get close to the stuff. Uh, Some of these different agents, uh, it just...
0: I know, it. you can't. It takes your breath away.
1: It it does mine. Uh,
0: What red lead used to be... that red lead yeah. used to get me.
1: Yeah, red lead.
0: Uh, so i tell you something, good. gets me today's hairspray. Yeah,
1: hairspray's
0: not good. No, uh, it wasn't my stuff. But uh, yeah. the little insight the reason we're doing shows like this today is uh, we're doing a little get back to basics thing and we want to touch on some other issues. We're going to cover uh we'll start covering in the future. We're gonna cover each time we do a show, we're gonna probably do it on a on a body issue or a, a, an issue of like, you know, like next time we get together we might do one on the on the neck or the back or whatever. And try to give people an idea of what's what with what and how the ratings you work know, for that too. So
1: I am surprised, uh, maybe I shouldn't be of all the veterans that I've come across that are uh uh have that have uh, neck issues. Now I find that surprising. And uh there there's gotta be a common denominator I would think of of why that is.
0: But and, uh, even that them-
1: Go ahead, y'all. Um
0: there's an issue that that, that bring up. It's uh, somebody mentioned that they were having a uh, neck issue, and they called it uh, uh, heredity. Yeah. And uh, that uh, kind of set me back a little bit. Are they trying to use the word heredity now in your neck? Because I understand some forms of arthritis may be heredity, but uh, you know, if you have neck problems at a younger age, that's not heredity, folks. That's because you've had an accident or issue that caused your neck problems.
1: Either that or you're too big-headed and it just fell over wrong one day and broke your
0: neck. Well, I mean, it could be uh, anything, you know, accidents, yeah. falls. Uh, you know, you jar that head, you know.
1: Just too many having uh, neck issues, and, of course, that, then that goes, reverts, that works its way down the bank. In you back, how many veterans have scoliosis?
0: Scoliosis.
1: Uh, I would say quite a few. Yep. Uh, more than you realize. Yep. So all this comes into play here. Uh, I don't know. What it is. anyway i think we're about out of time john
0: i believe we are
1: so uh, ladies and gentlemen I appreciate you listening in and uh hope we like you somewhat john appreciate you here uh you brought up some very good topics and uh i think you're right uh uh, we have so many different issues with uh, 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 different uh, uh, folks having issues with their legs, or their backs, or necks, and uh, arms, or what have you. Uh, it's it's good to cover and yeah. and uh, 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 maybe let you all know. Uh, if especially if you're going to file a claim for an issue, of, of where to look or you know help you out. Well,
0: we'll do a way. we'll do a bachelor show uh, <laughs> maybe later on in the week, and uh, I want to do an asbestos show. So I want to touch back up on that subject because that's a that's still a pretty hot topic.
1: It is a hot topic, and you know I I think uh, there's a lot of veterans affected with asbestos. A yep. lot of them. And well, I'll do the they show. They do not even I mean, know it until uh, it's too
0: late. Yeah. Well, it's just like, you know, going to Vietnam. We were drafted and didn't have a choice, you know. When we were drafted to to rip out asbestos and things like that in the Navy, you know, we didn't have a choice either. You know, we were told what we had to do. Of course, they sent us to yeah. school and trained us, but still there's a, you know, I've got uh, a lot of guys that I serve with are no, no longer here because of it. So, you know, we'll have to touch on this uh-huh. some bit. Yeah, uh, I got something to say about a heredity issue. I, I got two uncles
1: that were in World War Two, one on the Mighty Mo and one on the New Jersey. Both asbestos loaded ships and they died of lung cancer. And it's funny because uh I was on a USS Saratoga
0: that was loaded with asbestos,
1: so who knows how far heredity
0: goes. No, that's the same heredity, buddy, believe me. There's no way. That's an invasive species. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, yeah, if we better shut her down, Gerald.
1: Okay. Uh, thanks a lot, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, thank you, Stretch, for being there. John, uh, thank All you. Right. And this will be Gerald Cook with this, or, I mean, with the added podcast podcast. Uh, We'll
0: be signing off for now. You've been listening to the Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio Show, sponsored by Hadit.com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of Hadit.com or Blog Talk Radio. Tune in next time for another edition of Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio and the Ask Baster Show.